0: Thanks for listening to the LCR Media podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host LCR Naylor Talia Farrell, and on today's uh, short and sweet episode, try and break these off into some bite-sized pieces for you guys. Um, I know it's a little bit slower out there, depending on you know where you are in the country. If you're if you're doing you know taking care of snow or doing leaf cleanups, but you know grass is pretty much done for everyone, I believe. So. Um, not as many services, not as much going on here going into the winter, you know, December timeframe, December, January. I know it's always slow for me um, and, and everyone in my area. And I really just think unless you're heavily in a snow area, you know, like the further north you go and so on um, and, and you're in snow removal, it's it's basically the slowest time of the season for any kind of outdoor work, especially, you know, specifically landscaping, lawn care like, like we're in and, and like. Uh, what most of you listening to this podcast do, but just any kind of outdoor, uh, you know, work is, is definitely going to be a slower time frame when, when the weather gets colder and, and nothing's really growing and, and, uh, it, you know, it kind of rains a lot more and just the ground is not always in the best condition to do a lot of things outside construction wise building, you know, maintenance and so on. So with all that being said, um, in addition to me, you know, saying that to say that I'm just going to try and, you know, give different topics and information and, and interviews coming along the way uh, as, as the weeks and months progress. Um, but these different topics and stuff, just, just give them in, in more bite-sized pieces since we don't have a whole lot of time or as much time, you know, sitting on mowers and, you know, tr- driving around, you know, throughout the day and things like that. Maybe we're in trucks plowing for hours at a time. So you're looking for longer content, but I'm going to do my best to keep a little more short and sweet um, to respect your time, my time, and so that you can just, um, just digest everything in a little bit quicker time, you know, process, uh, basically, like, like I said, just smaller bite-sized pieces, but also saying, you know, uh, talking about the winter and everything, I, I just kind of wanted to address something that was a big fear of mine. In this industry in this in having my own business in this industry and having employees which is what do you do over the winter you know there's uh, w- with your employees because it does slow down and there's not so there's not as much full-time quote-unquote full-time work so what do you do you know um the the, the key is you know you want to keep making money you know employees are supposed to help you increase your workload so that you can make more money, your business can grow and so on, right? Like when you're solo owner operator, you can only do so much by yourself. There's only so many hours in the day, you know, your body starts to get worn out year after year after year, after year, you know, you can say what you want to say and then be the, be the, the champion, you know, be, be the Hercules, the He-Mans out there. And, and just get after it. But sooner or later, your body, no matter how healthy and how physically fit you are, uh, sooner or later, your body's just not going to be at the same level, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the road as it once was that. That's just, that's just the facts. That's the way it is. Right. You know, professional athletes, everyone, I mean, anyone at at their best shape, even, you know, the, um, you know, centennials or whatever, that the folks that live 100 years plus, they're they're physically not anywhere near what they were when they were in their 50s, let alone their 20s and 30s. So, I mean, you know, they can't be running and jumping and lifting heavy things and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff that they used to do when they were younger. Yes, they're still alive and they're still most likely physically fit and healthy. And that's why they are, you know, 100 years plus. But ultimately they're not going to be able to do the same things physically and maybe even mentally. So my whole point is saying all that is that's why if, if you do want to grow past being a solo owner operator, you have to look into, you know, hiring employees, you know, growing a team so that you can achieve more jobs. You can complete more jobs every day, you know, more billable work. So you can increase the revenue and obviously pay, you know, your, your, your team and, and all the different equipment and everything that goes with all that growth and so on and so forth. So, so basically, you know, that, that's, that's all fine and dandy when it's really busy, right? You know, the busy season, which is a good portion of the year for, um, a large portion of the country. I know for me here in the central Virginia area, you know, we have a pretty good season, a a good eight, eight months of, of cutting grass and then four months of just kind of slowness, but really, you know, uh, two out of those four months is still pretty steady with leaf cleanups and pruning and uh, mulch. And uh, I actually say three out of those four months um, there's, you know, when, when you add mulch in there, you know, you got mulch pruning, whether it's, you know, limbing up trees, pruning, crepe myrtles, you know, trimming all the shrubs, you know, uh, cutting back things like liriope and um, Pampas grass and all, all that kind of stuff, all the perennials and so on. Um you know, and as as well as cleanups, you know, leaf removal, leaf cleanups, any kind of storms that come through, there's always going to be debris and stuff like that. So if you're maintaining properties, if you have that kind of structured in your contracts or agreements and so on, um, then, you know, for around here, three out of four of those four slower months are, are still, there's enough work if you have enough clients and you plan it out right and so on so that you can, you know, schedule it right and everything, have a good relationship with your your clients that you do have enough work for most, if not all of your staff, depending on how, how big you are and so on. So uh, that just leaves one month, right? And for us, it's typically like January. January is the slowest month around here. Um, and that's what is leading me into now what are some things that I've heard, right? I'll, I'll say, uh, you know, I've, I've interviewed tons of local people as well as, uh, you know, big and small so solo owner operators to, you know, million dollar companies, as well as all over the country, you know, on uh, on through social media where they're physically going there and, and seeing their setup and, and interviewing them on my Get to Know the Pro series. on my a YouTube channel at Lawn Care Rookie, which you can check out the playlists for that and or, you know, having them on the podcast, you know, back in the archives of, all the different interviews with all those folks. So I, I've I've tried to make a, a point of asking this question to a lot of variety of folks in different business sizes, different areas, and so on. Further south, further north, and then in the middle, like me, like all the local guys. But I always try. I've you know selfishly enough for myself to try and get some answers for for myself and my own business, and also to share you know my findings with with you guys. To help, hopefully help help anyone that that is in those in that scenario, or you know, planning to for the future to be in that scenario, and doesn't want to necessarily be as intimidated, or you know, like just you know, you you want to put your best foot forward. Obviously, I I know I this is this that was one of my biggest concerns slash fears is you know what what do I do in the winter time with with uh, any employees that I have, whether I have one or you know, two, three, four, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's still nerve wracking and it's a responsibility, you know, as the owner, like, you know, when you find good people, you want to keep them, you don't want to lose them and so on. And you want to help support them with whatever their, whatever their needs are financially and so on. So, Uh, I've just kind of collected a few different common themes that that I'll go into uh, now and then I will share uh, what I actually do and my opinion of everything and and what I actually do. And again, these things are always evolving as your business changes, grows, evolves and so on. You know, sometimes you might have to pivot in and out of things, uh, you know, try different things that work and don't work and, and so on. So but some of the common things that I've heard and to be honest, uh, one of one of one of the most common things, surprisingly enough, from a lot of like big companies to small companies, is they just go in the red for a couple of weeks. Meaning they just kind of push all of their work, you know, they squeeze in as much work as they can, you know, like or, or spread it out, I guess, uh, throughout the majority of the downtime. Say January, one month, right? Yeah, four four weeks generally going on there. So two out of those four weeks uh, of the slowest time of the year, they can spread out enough stuff, enough work, enough billable work to, to, you know, keep, keep their guys busy enough. You know, they might not be able to give them all 40 hours, but if they can give them 30, 32, whatever it is. And, you know, maybe there's, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, which, which just kind of leads into, to, a, a this is kind of partially answering another common theme is, um you know it, w- within that time frame maybe they're also uh you know uh, working on equipment maintenance you know maybe the shop organization doing some additional training you know maybe some uh additional services that they might want to start offering so they're going to be telling their guys and girls about that you know just sharing stuff with the team and meetings and training and getting everyone prepared you know Um, and maybe, you know, getting new equipment and and practicing with maybe, you know, new equipment, whatever that may look like, whether it's like a new skid steer, new mowers or whatever, and, you know, safety training, all that kind of stuff, which isn't necessarily or isn't actually at all, you know, billable work. You're not making money off of that, but at least you're, you're keeping your guys productive. You know, you're keeping your team learning, growing and preparing for the billable work to come. And then, the other two weeks, you know, that, that, that literally there's nothing else you can conjure up or you just don't want to even bother because you've just pretty much done everything else. You just kind of, you, you give your team, they, they, a lot of folks give their team those two weeks off paid, paid time off. So basically a common theme is these companies will go in the red by just not, you know, two weeks of no revenue coming in, no billable work going out for revenue to come in but they will still pay their, their team to take, you know, one to two weeks off paid like vacation. Just, you know, here you go, just relax, enjoy, you know, the time, whatever, you know, rest recoup, get ready to come back and get after it. And that means, you know, going in the red because they're losing money versus making money. But to these companies that have all said this, this is multiple companies, you know, locally and around social media they, to, to them, you know, over the years, they've just learned that it's just, it actually is, it, uh, it, it saves them money in the long run by not having to fire and rehire and train and all that kind of stuff. So, um, that's, that, that's just one, one philosophy out there, uh, which is, is become pretty popular. And I thought that was very interesting because that's something I kind of did. I'm bouncing around now, starting to get to my answer here, but that's something I thought about doing and kind of did a little bit here and there. Like, you know, if, If, uh, if we just didn't have enough work to finish out the day at the end of the week or something, you know, maybe we worked a half a day here and there and I would just pay the guys, you know, like an additional hour or for the rest of the day, like, Hey, you know, we're going to end early six, you know, we only work put in six hours today, but Hey, you know, I'll pay you an eight hour day or something, you know, like something like that. Like just, just here and there not, not like, you know, a full week or whatever like that of no work. And, and, you know, the guys would appreciate that. Like, Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, like every, you know, over the winter and the holidays and all that, like every, uh, every, every hour counts with a lot of these guys, especially if they live in paycheck to paycheck and things like that. So that's, that's a common thing there. And I thought about that myself before I even heard about that or talked to anyone about that. It was just something I was kind of like almost in desperation, just trying to, just trying to help my guys out. And like I said, not, not, uh, not lose anyone. Welcome back to Toro Tuesday. This week I wanted to talk about the snowplow attachment. So there are actually, this is for one thing, this is one of the few, uh, multi-force attachments that I don't own, nor have I used it, but I've seen it plenty um, online and you know at Toro and um, at the GIE now, Quip Expo. Uh, I've definitely seen it and played around with it, uh, just haven't actually plowed snow with it. But again, I have seen plenty of other folks in our community and industry use it plowing snow. But that's, that's exactly what it is. It's a snow plow. It's for pushing snow. So if those of you that don't have any idea what I'm talking about you know, when it snows, right. Um, you know, this is an actual plow instead of having, um, you're using your truck or some people have ATVs, you know, four wheelers and they, you can put a plow on there and it's good for clearing out driveways, small commercial parking lots, sidewalks, things like that, like areas that, um, it's, it's almost easier to use a smaller, um, you know, a smaller. Um, a smaller type plow like some, like an ATV or something like that, versus um, having a truck, a pickup truck in there with a plow. I know a lot of guys will use skid steers, which is like just a little mini, you know, um, excavator, or, or I, I, for lack of a better explanation, I'm, I'm not a hardscaper, forgive me guys, but it's just like a little mini tractor. Uh, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different tractors out there that you can use, all different variations that have a bucket. You know, or you can take that bucket off in some cases and put like a a different kind of a blade on there, which is meant for pushing dirt around, but you can use it to push snow. So instead of using all those different things, now you just one more thing you can use for your Toro Multiforce mower. Again, you take the mower deck off. This is going to help you keep this machine working year round instead of it sitting in the garage over the winter. Um, You know, if you get a lot of snow and and you're not cutting grass, um, you know, I think down South around Florida is pretty much the only people that are cutting grass in the winter, you know, not, not as, as, as much, but they're still doing a little bit. Um, So they probably never put their mowers in the garage, but for the rest of the country, you know you are putting uh, you're just kind of putting this in storage you're winterizing it and it just stays there for however many months you know of the winter before the grass starts growing again well if you get get enough snow to to plow to push the snow out of the way and clear driveways sidewalks small parking lots and so on then you can utilize this attachment for your Toro Multiforce there's a couple of different sizes couple of different add-ons and variations of the snow plow uh, they just had one you know starting out uh, back in 2016 or shortly after but now over the years they've uh, come out with a couple different versions or a, a few different versions and varieties of it as you know time goes on, they keep coming out with more attachments in general, uh, evolving the attachments they have, tweaking things here and there. So again for for all of the visuals and all the specifics and all of the different ones that they offer because there's multiple different types of snow plows that they offer for the Toro multiforce. As always, go ahead in the episode description. Click the link for Toro.com. That'll take you there, so you can check out them, uh, check out all the facts, and, and get the visuals for yourself. But it's basically just a big plow. It's A.K.A. A, a, a blade, um, a snow blade that just goes attaches to the front of your mower. You have your deck off. They also have upgraded tires that you can swap out. that have thicker, uh, heavy duty uh, traction for the slippery snow and ice and things like that. So you can help you push the snow better than versus the, your turf tires just for, you know, for grass and, um, being more gentle on, on the turf and giving you traction for that. This is a more aggressive tread, uh, for the snow. So you can swap those, uh, t- wheels and t- tires out, um, or swap the tires out, uh, I'm sorry it's a whole it's a whole kit wheel and tire and you can also get a weight kit which is highly recommended to put in the wheel uh, which which gives you more weight down back behind there where the wheels are so that it can help you push the snow, right? So if you're pushing the snow, it's going to be adding some force to the mower. This way you're not kind of slipping and sliding. So that helps reduce all of that. So you can just get your mower and you can get all the smaller areas and you can push all that. You can still use a pickup truck or any other bigger pieces of equipment to push larger areas, but for the smaller, tighter areas, you can use the mower uh with the plow on it for that. So that's that's that was one of the first attachments that they came out with and I know it's been heavily utilized throughout the community and the industry. Like I said I've seen it plenty and played around with it a little bit just haven't really pushed snow uh, right around here in central Virginia. We don't get a whole lot of snow. Um so it's not enough for me to even invest in something like that. Um so but I have seen a lot of guys use it and it, and it works great. Another common theme though is, is to, you know, just, and this is not, not just lawn and landscape. This is, you know, uh, construction with houses that, you know, like all the, all the builders, all the different outside, you know, like more labor, um, you know, jobs, uh, they, they just, they just lay people off and, and they collect unemployment if they're eligible and so on. And then they, you know, hope to rehire them back if they were, you know, if they were good and, and they want to come back. But sometimes, you know, people don't come back, they get another job. And so there's there's a big risk there that you're just not going to even get these people to come back. So that's, that's why we go back to what I said uh, a few minutes ago that other companies will just keep those guys, you know, if they're good, they're just going to keep them and just pay them, you know, for doing nothing, basically, you know, just getting paid time off and go in the red, like I said, so that they don't have to worry about losing them and trying to get them to come back or find other people to replace them and go through the training process all over again. And that that actually costs more money and time to do all that than it, it is to just pay them time off, really, in the long run. If, if you really break the numbers down and if you know, you know, but the cost of acquiring an employee is a lot more than you would think. And, uh, you know, to, to, to keep having that turnover and to keep losing people like that, especially if they are good it's, it's just so costly. So anything you can do to keep them, you know, if they're good enough and you plan on continuing the same track, you know, uh, with your, with your business, not, you know, you're not planning on downsizing or anything. You plan on staying the course or even growing or continuing to grow, which is usually everyone's goal and theme. And we know every spring gets crazy and people are calling and emailing and and all that stuff. So it's plenty, plenty of growth opportunities. If you're doing a good job and, and, and you're doing things right with your branding and your, your marketing and all that kind of stuff. So most likely you're going to still want the same people if they're good in the, in the fall, you know, if they're good throughout the season into the fall, then you, you're going to probably want them to, to be with you in the spring. So the easiest way is to just keep them going through the winter and keep them happy and keep them able to, uh, financially support, you know, what, what uh, their, their, their goals and, and their needs and so on. I know some people, Uh, that some, some employees that end up being let go or their hours are reduced and, you know, they pick up a part-time job somewhere else. Um, In addition, you know, like just to kind of get through the winter, whether it's like the traditional, like, you know, retail gig for the holidays or, or, you know, anyone and everyone, you know, UPS, Amazon, I mean, everyone's hiring more for the holidays because it's the busy season. Everyone's shopping and spending more money for, for all kinds of stuff. So, you know, that's, that's a common thing too, and then when the you know spring comes, you know they're they're supposedly going to you know stop working at their part time jobs so they can increase their hours back with you or you know back with their their landscaping you know lawn care company that they're working for so those are a few very, very common scenarios there um i, I know a, a local friend of mine he um you know we we had talked early on since many years ago now it seems like Um, When he was just starting to grow, you know, but he was, he had a a few more employees than I did at the time. Now he's, you know, got way more employees and grown, you know, way more than me, which is awesome. And, you know, that's, he's, he's, you know, we all have different goals and everything and uh, things like that. But I remember early on, you know, he, he'd called me when we were going into the winter and he was like, so what, what, what do you do with your guys? Or, you know, do you have any guys that you keeping any guys through the winter? Like, you know, what, what's your plan? And we just kind of hashed it all out. And I just kind of, kind of said a little bit of what I just said now, uh, to you guys where, you know, just kind of scheduling work as much as I can, you know, trying to get all those add-on services before we got to this point to have, you know, like a waiting list of. Of uh, services to schedule, you know, like I said, the, the pruning and the leaf cleanups, and you know, then then we head into you know mulch right before spring, and um, of course, you know, I do fertilization, weed control. So there's pre-emergent, you know, um, early spring, you know, late winter, early springs, things like that. But that's that's like a one-person job. But sometimes I have my guys help me with that. You know, they'll like come behind me and just blow everything off, like I'm, when I'm if I'm putting down granular, you know uh you know whatever rounds the the first round and second rounds all that kind of stuff and uh they're they're just blowing everything behind me and cleaning up so that all the everything gets back in the turf. so that makes it a little bit quicker and easier, but you know still again, it's you know I can do it pretty easily by myself too, but it's it's just a way to kind of get everyone involved and 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 maybe start training some folks. To, uh, to be some fur text for me, you know, things like that. So I'm just always trying to think outside the box with that, and with everything that I just said. So those are kind of the things that I was doing back then and still doing now. But it's just, you know, it, it, I think I maybe only had one person then and definitely not as much, you know, work then as I have now. So, of course, the busier you get, the more clients you have, the more services you offer, the more opportunities you give yourself in the winter to keep, you know, revenue coming in to keep uh, sending out billable work. So that's kind of like the ultimate solution and goal is to make sure you just have enough work to keep going through the winter. Um, so, but one of the things, you know, and and then also the two of us agreed basically on that. And, and we were also saying how there's, uh, you know, there's just like things around the shop, you know, cause his, 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 uh, his concern was the same thing that I, that I've been saying on on this episode that he didn't want to, you know, like lose his, his main guy or guys. I don't remember if he just had one or or a couple at the time, but I know he had at least one main guy that's still with him to this day. I think he's his ops manager or something at this point, but um, you know, he just wanted to hang on to him however possible. So, he was, you know, kind of like using a combination of all the things that I that I've just been talking about, including the going in the red situation where, you know, whether it just be a couple of days a week, um, n- not necessarily paying him for time off or, you know, not, yeah, not giving him like pay time off, but. Just you know, working on stuff around the shop. Like, hey, let's let's repaint the trailers. Let's you know, fix this and fix that. Let's reorganize this and reorganize that. And you know, n- nothing nothing billable, but it's still productive work. Things, all these projects that you know how it is. A lot of times we put off because we just don't have time in the heat of the moment, unless it's just an emergency, like fixing equipment that we need to finish the day or something like that. But when it's things here and there that kind of accumulate, like painting trailers, you know, clean, clean cleaning this and reorganizing that. Stuff like that is not really hindering um, your daily performance uh, to a certain extent, but it would definitely be cleaner and look nicer and be more efficient and professional if you were to take care of those things. So, the kind of off season slash winter are those times to catch up on that. So that, that that's what he did a bunch of, and I did a little bit of that to myself, and I still continue to do those kind of things over the winter. Um, so that's that, the that's kind of like a blend, a mix of all the different types of you know, solutions to, to this challenge of what to do through the winter and so on. Now, for me, what I do is basically a combination of all of those things. Um, you know, I, I try to make sure that I have enough work, um, going through the, the winter season, uh, to, so that we can, you know, we can still send, you know, we can still bill, bill work, uh, Perform billable work so we can send those invoices out and keep the revenue coming in for the business so that I can keep affording payroll. Right. So, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, also other guys have said that that you know, especially with leaf cleanups and removal and services, that they're just really, it's really just paying for the business and the payroll and all that. Like they're they're not really making, they're kind of just breaking even, really, which which is you know better than being in the red, right? And and if you can if you can just break even. Then you're one step ahead of going in the red, and then obviously if you can actually be ahead and still continue to make some profit, you know, by generating enough revenue or more revenue than your expenses, um, these you know few weeks or a couple of months or however long it happens to be, where it's a lot slower than usual because of the the, the colder weather slash off season, you know, then you can. Um, you know, you can you can obviously be ahead of the game with with everything else I just said. So that that's probably the ultimate goal. So that's that has been my goal is to try and get as close to having a 12 month, um, 12 months of services as possible. You know, and again, like I said, that's really hard here in Central Virginia because it doesn't snow a whole lot, but it's cold enough that nothing grows really. You know, like there's everything just kind of slows down and goes dormant. And, you know, there's, there's nothing really to do from a, from a a plant standpoint, you know, from a, a maintenance standpoint. So it's, it's really just a lot of cleanups and pruning back and things like that. So I just really try to think outside the box with all the different things that I can do that will not interfere with other things, right? Like it's hard to add on like gutter cleaning when we're doing aeration and seeding and leaf cleanups. I mean, we can add that on to leaf cleanups if we wanted to, but then there's some extra liability and safety and a whole nother bag of worms really involved with that, you know, certain type of houses, you know, maybe that, you know, that there's a whole nother ball game there. That's I'm not even going to even attempt to go down that rabbit hole because I don't even know a whole lot about it just from a homeowner perspective. And, you know, what what I've seen here and there, but that's that's a whole nother thing. Same thing with like Christmas lights, like that's all going on at the same time as, you know, you're wrapping up the season, right? You're still mowing lawns, you're fertilizing, you know, uh, you're starting leaf cleanups, might even still be finishing up aeration and seeding, depending on how early, how late you go in the season and how early people want to start decorating their stuff. So like a lot, some of these extra services, it's like, I'm not trying, you know, I'm not trying to add more workload to an already busy fall season. I'm trying to extend the season or, or you know, fill up the, the winter stuff, you know, but it's just kind of one of those things where it, it's it's really hard to do. All these things are, are just not really, I mean, gutter cleaning, you could do that anytime for sure. But, you know, winter, like you're not, you're not, you know, it, it's kind of too late to, to decorate, you know for Christmas in the winter, like January, everything's coming down. So like, basically it's like January, like what do you do in January? Like we're pretty good all the way through December and January is definitely, like I said, in the very beginning of this episode is extremely challenging for my area anyway, because unless, unless we get snow and you have commercial properties, there's really not a whole lot going on. I mean, if you do hardscaping and landscape construction installs, things like that, you know, you can do those projects still in December if the weather's okay. I mean, January if the weather's okay and the ground's not too muddy and things like that. Um, you know, you can you can work on those projects. And if you have maintenance guys separated from from the, you know, the construction guys and they can kind of all work together and you can get the maintenance guys if they want to get more, get hours, they can help out on some of those crews. And then maybe, you know, they, they might even like that. And maybe they'll, you know, can extend, say, extend their you know, their services or, or their, their, uh, their responsibilities, you know, uh, with that, like maybe they'll step up and move up and then you, you'll have, you know, more well-rounded guys and girls and so on and so forth. So that, you know, that, that, that couldn't be a, that wouldn't be a bad thing either necessarily. So, you know, they, they might find out that they really like laying pavers or doing this or doing that. And they don't want to just keep mowing loans all the time. And then you can fill, fill their role to you know, with, with someone, someone new and, and so on. You can just kind of keep the cycle going and keep the team growing and, and stuff like that. So, um, so there, there's, you know, so January, it's just, just the, the tough month. So, I mean, you're not going to be necessarily power washing is like another thing, right? Where are we going to really be power washing in January when it's like freezing temps all the time and you're dealing with the water freezing and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where it, it, it is a challenge. So I just try my best every year to keep building up those kind of, uh, all, all the other services that I offer. Like I've mentioned a couple of times now already, the pruning and the cleanups, um, and then, you know, continuing the, the treatments throughout the year, you know, we end off, you know, the, with, in December with the final treatments and then start back up in February. So again, January, it's like, well, what do we do in January? You know? So I really try to, you know, January is really just those final cleanups or, you know, any new properties that, that come about, you know, we focus on marketing initiatives, you know, and going around and, you know, putting, putting, uh, flyers out, postcards, things like that, uh, different neighborhoods, you know, that, that we're already in and, and, um, you know, just promoting stuff on, on social media, like, like Facebook basically. And, um, uh, Google my business, you know, those different uh, online services to, to really start the ball rolling and, and get people thinking about stuff, even though it's not really the the temperature of the time of year that people are thinking about that stuff. But, You know, I start sending emails out for, you know, new stuff, new service, new like reminders for everything like, Hey, you know, you know, we're going to be doing mulch soon and all that. We're prepping beds and, you know, re-edging the, you know, beds and getting rid of all the weeds. And, you know, if if there was still bushes or like a new, you know, client that bushes weren't taken care of, um, you know, we'll get all those trimmed and cleaned up. And so it ends up being real slim pickings in January, but we, we really try to try to do whatever we can, like I said, to, to. To find that, to get creative and find that kind of work. Also, I I started adding dethatching on um, last year. So I'm gonna do the same thing this year. So, January, the ground's usually too soft and muddy to even do anything like that. But, you know, by March, it's not necessarily ready. The, gra- the grass isn't necessarily growing yet, depending on how the weather goes here. Um, but we can start dethatching, so that's like a good like spring cleanup uh, type deal. Where a lot of you folks might be familiar with that term or or that service, you know, spring cleanup, where you know you haven't maybe necessarily been on a property for a couple of months, depending on what what you offer for for those people, for those clients, and you don't necessarily want the first visit to be. You know an overgrown lawn first cut of the season and you know it's going to take a lot longer those first cuts but if you do like a spring cleanup so basically you're kind of starting a week earlier than mowing you know so uh, so that you can get a head start and go through and make sure you know pick up all the sticks and debris if there's leaves and junk just whatever just kind of around you just kind of blowing stuff off you know cleaning up the properties uh, so that you can actually mow the grass and not worry about having to clean all that stuff up first so that's that's just a separate visit prior to that uh, so I kind of take that one step further and just do dethatching so which which takes care of all of it because it, it just kind of it, it's an attachment that I have on the front of my uh, toro multi-force that's one of the multi-force attachments there and um, you just put it on there and you have the bagger on the side of your mower so that as you're driving along you know your 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 mower blades are on and it's just sucking it's it's cutting anything and sucking everything up that you know the the, the uh dethatching tines basically it's like a like a giant rake and it's just kind of raking everything up loosening everything up all the thatched build up on the soil and all in the grass that comes up and gets sucked up in the under the deck and in the bag. And you just fill that up with, with all that thatch. And you just do that from property to property, it gets all the sticks and, you know, obviously the big sticks you pick up and, and throw in your truck bed or, or your trailer or whatever your process is. Uh, but all the little stuff, you know, will just get kind of sucked up, you know, any pine cones, all the little, any, any leftover leaves, all, all that stuff. Just, it, it, it makes it kind of look like a nice clean carpet when you're done. And, and, and it looks freshly cut as well, even though, the grass isn't really growing at that point, but you're still, you know, you, you do it it a little bit shorter and and everything. So you get that real nice clean look. And then the following week, hopefully, you know, things start popping off, you know, because that, that's also going to help kind of aerate the soil too. By doing that, it's just going to get rid of all that buildup and loosen up some, some compaction and, and allow the, the air and the water and any fertilizer potentially, or any other nutrients, you know, that, that, you or anyone else might be putting down on that turf is going to be able to get down in there a lot faster and and better. So the grass will hopefully start popping off sooner than it maybe would if you didn't do that. So, so for many reasons, you know, that's why I started adding on uh, last year, I added that on and this year I'm going to do it again and just keep, keep doing that. So it's, it's one more service for us to start offering and get it as early of a start on the season as possible. Again, to keep everybody working and to keep sending invoices out for that billable work so we can keep generating the revenue, but also to make the lawns look better and healthier and and, and uh, get get a, a a head start, a better, you know, stronger, quicker head start for the spring.
1: Hey, guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU-200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to theramprack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's the ramprack.com and of course we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the ramp rack but he gives it his highest endorsement.
0: So that's that's something else that, that I that I do there so and then of course, there are some times where you know it they're just you know whether it's ba- too much bad weather and you know not enough work, whatever combination of two there's still going to be some times some days here and there where it's like, Hey, you know what, we're just working, you know, three days this week, you know, I'll, I'll pay you, uh, you know, for, 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 you know, eight hours on top of what you work, you know? So it's like, you know, you worked four days, but you really only worked three, like, you know, whatever, like things like that, how, however it ends up working out. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not afraid to, to, uh, definitely, you know, give a little paid time off just to help the guys keep, you know, getting their, the paychecks that they need. So that we can keep moving forward and I don't have to go backwards with hiring and training anyone new because guys had to leave to find something else or whatever. So it's definitely lean, lean and mean to get through this time of year, but it's all about staying positive, communicating with your team, making sure that they understand what's going on. I mean, I try to communicate this stuff, you know, during the interview process anytime I interview folks. Um, And then obviously after I hire them and we go through stuff too, it's, it's just all about communication as early as possible. Of course, things, you know, last minute, things are going to come up or change and you, and, and it is what it is. But again, you have to communicate that and do your best to accommodate whatever you have to. And just, just, just remember to be just to be considerate and empathetic for your team, you know, like they're, they're, they're not the owners, you know, but they, they still have lives. Like, don't expect them to just do whatever you want them to do whenever you want them to do it, just because you're paying them. Like, just think about those things, you know I mean? Think about when you were, if you were ever an employee for anyone, you know, like, is that how you would have wanted to be treated? I mean, so just, sometimes we can get lost in the whole business owner thing. And we're, we're, we're all about grinding and hustling and grinding, you know, all day, every day, but we can't necessarily always find anyone else to do that or expect them to do that. So it's great if we do find people that are like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm just, I just want to work and and they're right there with us. I mean, those are kind of like what we would call our right hand man or woman. Right. And we want to Raise them up, you know, in the ranks, and you know, make them crew leaders and things like that, and you know, help m- move them up in, in our business and so on. But those 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 folks, a lot of times, are few and far between. So you can't just pound down on people and and expect them to stay around and, and enjoy the, the work and all that. So just just be mindful of all those things. I mean, that's what I try to do anyway. That's just a little bit of my my feedback. And you know, I'm sure a lot of you already do, you know think that way and, and have that kind of mindset, but just, just some food for thought, just, just in case, <laughs> just in case. But, and, and, and if you're new to this and you just haven't even gone down this, this path yet, you know, you haven't experienced this yet. Well, here's, you know, that's just hopefully just some, some food for thought for the future and things to, to remember and to think about and, and make sure that you uh, stay disciplined with and so on. So anyway, that's, that's all I have. Pretty much short and sweet, I guess, as short and sweet as as, as some of these uh, my episodes uh, have been. So I just wanted to kind of get through this. This is uh, something that's definitely always on my mind this time of year, and I just wanted to share in case anybody um, was thinking the same thing, and and, and maybe there's something you know uh, you know sometimes we think things on our own and and we're like, man, I don't don't know, you know, and and when, when we hear someone else or see someone else doing similar things or saying, Hey, that, yeah, that that's, Hey, that's okay. You know, we're, we're struggling, you know, we're, we have the same challenges or whatever. Like it definitely helps you feel better, you know, because like I've said before, being an entrepreneur in general, let alone, you know, law and landscape business owner, it can, you, you can seem very lonely if you're not surrounding yourself by anyone else, with anyone else that is experiencing anything similar to what you are. You know, you could just feel like you're isolated on an island all by yourself. So that's where social media is. It comes in handy, you know, is, is a really big benefit in that aspect. If you can connect with some good motivational, uh, you know, clear minded folks, you know, so that the same positive mindset uh, people to help get you through some of those things, help keep you motivated, kind of like training partners and so on you guys can you know can troubleshoot off each other and you know all, all the different things you know to, to, to celebrate the highs, you know talk about the lows and 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 try and get through them together and all that so um this is my attempt you know by recording these podcasts to try and share my part of that so that hopefully it, it may may help somebody listening. Um, you know in, in, in some way or another so hopefully that was the case with this episode if not I still appreciate you listening and uh, I will try again on the next episode um, but I, I know this is definitely something that everyone really experiences in some way shape or fashion and uh, you know m- m- maybe there's some some good some good thing out there that that, uh, that I, I haven't even addressed yet but these are the ones the common ones that I've come across and then kind of a, a hybrid of my own, you know, what I do uh, this time of year when, when you have employees and even when you're just on your own, right. You know, it's, it's one thing if you, if you saved up money, you have a winter savings and you're solo and you can just kind of chill out. But even then it still bothered me personally, not to work that much. I mean, I definitely look forward to some, some downtime so I can focus on some other things, focus on the, on the business, you know, on the back end and planning and kind of regrouping and organizing and all that kind of stuff. But, at, at some point I would just feel like I was not doing anything and, you know, you kind of get in the whole funk there and winter depression maybe starts creeping in and cause you're just not feeling like you're doing, doing much. So um, even if you don't have employees and you're solo, you know, keep that positive mindset, stay connected with folks and uh, just, just try to use some of the same principles or practices that I just shared, you know, with, with, you know, how, how you schedule your work and, and trying to, you know, keep, keep things, uh, spread out through the winter season. And, you know, like I would always just try to, you know, when I was solo and I didn't have a ton of work, I would still try to keep two or three days worth of projects, you know, that, that I could actually bill out and and make some revenue. You know, they were nothing, nothing major, nothing super consistent, but it was something to get me out, keep me going and make me feel like a business owner still. And not completely, you know, just shut down. Um, And then, and then all the other you know, the rest of the days I could be working on other stuff. You know, the office backend stuff, reorganizing storage or whatever, and planning for for the spring and and all that stuff. So and 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 also in my case, you know, making social media content or making content for social media and things like that, and, and of course enjoying a ton of time, extra time with my family, especially through the holidays. That's not normally something I was able to do when I was in retail management. So I'm really, really take full advantage of that now that I'm my own boss and I'm not in retail anymore. And and, and instead of working nonstop uh, during the holidays, I can, it's actually slower for me now. So that's, that's great, you know, in in a sense. So I try to balance all that out and and take the pros with the cons and good with the bad, right. And, and uh, do the best I can and and, and learn and evolve year after year and communicating with you guys is is a big uh, component with that and helps me and hopefully I help you in return. So all right, enough of all that jibber-jabber. Thanks again for listening. Uh, thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. Until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off.
1: This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.
0: At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day